You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 38. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. So, picture this. You're at a networking event, on vacation, or even in an elevator, and you strike up a conversation with a stranger, and the next thing you know, the inevitable question comes back to you, and they say, so what do you do? You immediately try to think of the perfect thing to say. (laughs) This is your moment to shine. But do you? Or do you simply give that generic response that you gave a hundred times before? Um, I'm a financial advisor at XYZ Firm. Does that sound like you? If so, know this. You are not alone. In fact, at some point, every financial advisor, insurance agent, wholesaler, branch manager, and even agency manager doesn't have a good response for that same old question of, what do you do? And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never taken the time to learn a process for how to be unique and to also be able to pull the listener into the conversation to want them to hear more. So what do you do? Well, you've really got two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting every time someone asks that question. Or you could learn how to create a great elevator speech. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about creating a great elevator speech. So if you're tired of winging it, when it comes to telling people what you do, and you're ready to learn a process that creates credibility, curiosity, and connection, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to create a great elevator speech? Because you only have one chance at making a good first impression. Here's what I mean. If you continuously answer that question the same way, the same way everybody else does, then you're always going to get what everybody else does, which is basically nothing. (laughs) Instead, why not have a process for, like I had said before, creating credibility, curiosity, and a connection? And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, to help you have a process to help others understand what you do and want to know more about your services. In other words, to have them be interested in you helping them. So how do we do that? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding what makes a great elevator speech so that you know how to shine. (laughs) And second, the key to creating a great elevator speech so you know how to create your own great elevator speech. And third, the designing your elevator speech exercise so you have a tool to create your great elevator speech anytime you want. Now, before we jump into those three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you could create credibility, curiosity, and connections with any stranger, anywhere, anytime? Would you feel more energized? Would you feel more empowered in your business? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes... Then let's begin.
Understanding what makes a great elevator speech. So, at the beginning of this podcast, I painted a picture. A picture of you being asked the inevitable question. So what do you do? And you simply replying the same way everybody else does with your title and where you work. I'm a, I'm a financial advisor at XYZ Firm. <laughs> During these types of scenarios, most advisors and agents, well, they kind of panic because they simply haven't taken the time to, to create a, a great or a unique elevator speech. In fact, most advisors and agents don't understand what actually it takes to create a great elevator speech in the first place. You might be wondering the same thing. But before you begin to comprehend what makes a great elevator speech, you have to first understand what an elevator speech really is. And that's what we're going to do next. We're going to talk about the definition of an elevator speech. So recently, I read a great definition of of what it is, an elevator speech, that is. And here's the, the quote. Quote, an elevator speech is a short description of what you do or a point you want to make presented in the time it takes an elevator to go from the top floor to the bottom floor or vice versa. Unquote. So it's really about you helping them to understand the point you want to make or what you do in the time it takes to go from one the top floor to the bottom and vice versa. Pretty self-explanatory. But how do we do that? I and mean, how do we do it effectively? And what makes a great elevator speech? Well, let's look at the what, why, where, when, whom, and the how of a great elevator speech. What is an elevator speech? Some say that the elevator speech was actually coined from the, the idea that we sometimes meet important people in an elevator. Whether that's true or not is up to you to decide, but the reality is, is that it, in many times, nobody speaks in an elevator because people don't know each other. There's that uncomfortable silence. And the idea behind having an elevator speech is that during those moments when you do have a conversation with a stranger, you're prepared with something compelling, an attention grabber, a short version of what you do, or a short version of, of what you, you do to leave the listener curious to wanting more information about how you do it. In other words, you, you want to say a lot in a few, as few words as possible, and engage them in a meaningful conversation. That, to me, is an elevator speech. Now, there's only two ways to do it. One is the right way, and one is the wrong way. Most people do it the wrong way, because they don't have a strategic way of doing it. And they don't even know why. Why they should do an elevator speech. But that's what we're going to talk about next. Why should you prepare an elevator speech? It might be self-explanatory when asked, why should you prepare an elevator speech? But it might interest you to know that although you, many advisors and agents can answer that question, they still don't create a great elevator speech. And that's the reason why you want to create one, because your competition is not doing it. They're not prepared, and you want to stand out from the crowd. You see, if everybody's saying, 
I'm a financial advisor at XYZ firm, or I'm an insurance agent at XYZ agency. It's all about being unique. But that's not unique at all. In fact, that's like saying, I'm a dentist. So what? Everybody has a dentist. There's a lot of dentists out there. So why should you be more important than any other dentist? Why should anyone want to work with you as well? Well, instead, having a well-thought-out elevator speech makes you polished, professional, and it helps you to create, like I said before, credibility, curiosity, and make a connection. But just preparing one isn't enough. It needs to be perfectly crafted so that you can present it with confidence and not as a canned script. Instead, you want it to come out and just flow with confidence so when they hear it, they want to know more about what you do. Where should you use the elevator speech? It probably comes as no surprise that the elevator will will not be the only place that you use the elevator speech. But one thing is certain. When you are at a networking event, introduced to a stranger, or even in a social setting, somebody's going to ask you that question, that inevitable question of, what do you do? And that's when you need to use it. You see, you'll be using it more often than you think you will. If you consciously work on, on your constant tweaking of your elevator speech, you're probably going to use it more often than you realize. So where should you use your elevator speech? Any place that you meet someone and they ask that question. In fact, if you're ready for it, you're looking forward to it. And you'll find it. People will ask you what you do. And you'll know what to say. To whom do you present your elevator speech? At first, you might want to, to be selective of whom you present your elevator speech to. It might seem as if you, you have this little secret presentation that's only reserved for the high net worth people, or so you think. If you find yourself wanting to guard your elevator speech in that kind of way, don't. Instead, do the opposite. Anytime anybody asks you a question like, so what do you do? Or what do you do for a living? That person just gave you permission to practice. <laughs> practice the elevator speech. And why? Well, because the more you give that speech, the easier it is to, to basically give it. You see, we all have the tendency to, to sound choppy at first. But when you practice, man, you will, it won't take very long before it sounds natural, sounds conversational, and you don't mind doing it. And before long, you'll realize that you'll, you'll come to find that this is an unconscious response to a casual conversation and a question that you've heard probably a hundred times or more. So, who do you give this elevator speech to? Anybody that asks about you. How do I create a great elevator speech? In order to create a great elevator speech, you must first understand the formula. <laughs> Believe me, I've heard many, many elevator speeches as well as researched many ways to create elevator speeches. But I believe the best elevator speeches do the following. Number one, they inform the listener of who you are and what your credentials are. Number two, they state your unique proposition statement. Number three, 
that create curiosity in the listener to ask you more questions. And number four, gives you the opportunity to ask additional questions and create a connection. So let me explain what a great elevator speech sounds like. (laughs) It reminds me of a long time ago when I was talking to one of my clients and we were talking about creating an elevator speech and he had researched the process. And I got to tell you, he was the one that came up with this. It was incredible. So let me show you what it sounds like. Advisor. I don't don't believe we met. Prospect. I'm Bill Johnson. I, I work around the corner at the veterinarian clinic. And who are you? Advisor. I'm John Smith, a financial advisor with XYZ firm here in Minneapolis. I specialize in helping my clients avoid the the great American retirement crisis. Prospect. What's that? Advisor. Well, 80% of the people that are retiring in the next 15 years won't have the same amount of money that they have right now, and they won't maintain the same lifestyle that they have right now. Hey, Bill, what are you doing to be in the 20% that will? Now, notice what I did. (laughs) I'm out of role play, by the way. And the reason that that elevator speech was so compelling and a great one is because it had all the right ingredients. Let me break it down for you. First, it informed the listener of who he was and what he did and what his credentials were. (laughs) Second, it had a unique proposition statement. I mean, how many times have you heard that? Probably never. (laughs) Third, the proposition statement, the unique proposition statement, pulled the listener into the dialogue wanting to ask more. And fourth, it gave him the opportunity to answer and be able to ask other questions to get a conversation going. See, this had all the makings of a great elevator speech. And what it did is it pulled everything together from, so what do you do, to asking more questions. And you're going to know how to do that soon. In fact, in order to do that, you have to understand the key to creating a great elevator speech. And that is what we're going to do next. The key to creating your elevator speech. So the preceding four-step formula is important to not only understand, but to utilize while generating your elevator speech. However, (laughs) the most important part of that formula is stating your unique proposition statement. And why? Because your name and your credentials are like the appetizers to the main course. They set the stage for the most important part, which is for you to tell them how you are unique. If done properly... It can create curiosity, and it could create the conversation to move forward. If done improperly, it's going to fall flat, and you're going to get some kind of acknowledgement like, oh, I see, at best. You see, if you get that reply, that flat reply, you know that you're dead in the water. It just didn't work. It just didn't connect. You didn't create curiosity. Your question, back to them, needs to be like the dessert. It allows the listener to get engaged in the conversation and make a better connection by telling their story. So it's a process. In fact, everything I create is a process. Everything that 
I teach my clients is a process. So what we're going to talk about next is a series of unique proposition statements taken from various sources to help you better understand the process and formulate your own elevator speech. So let's jump into four types of examples. Selling the specifics. Now this unique proposition statement is something that you'd do if you were in a room full of the same demographics. So your target market, whether they're doctors or teachers or whoever, if you're in a room full of these types of people, this will work. <laughs> Sometimes using specifics about what you do for your target market can get them incredibly curious and create a lot of credibility as well. See if these pull you into the conversation and picture yourself being the target market. Here's the first one. I have a team that specializes in building and preserving wealth for doctors by utilizing the recent Supreme Court ruling. Now, notice what I did there. If you were a doctor, how would you feel? You'd be asking yourself, what ruling? And you'd probably ask that question. Here's another one. I specialize in increasing teachers' pension income by $250 a month using a special clause that recently passed in a bill. Well, you'd be thinking to yourself if you were a teacher, what's the bill? How can I find out about this? Here's another one. I specialize in creating tax-free income for people born before 1961 using a little-known exclusion clause in the IRS code. Well, if you were born before 1961, you'd be thinking to yourself, well, what's that? Well, how come I don't know it? So when we use selling the specifics, we're trying to connect with those people by getting them curious because it might pertain to them. And that is how you pull them in with your unique proposition statement. Let's look at another type. Painting the perfect picture. So in this approach, financial advisors are painting the perfect picture to pull the, the listener into the conversation by helping them understand what they do. And the way they do that is by stories, analogies, and metaphors. It's powerful. In fact, it's a powerful technique when done properly that can take something that's a little complex and boil it down to something that's very simple. <laughs> Here's an example. You know how the wind will blow a boat straight across the lake? But when a trained sailor controls that wind, they can move their boat straight into, into it successfully. I do the same thing with my clients' financial investments. Here's another one. You know how a great symphony needs a conductor to organize the musicians? Or it just sounds like a bunch of noise? Well, I'm kind of like a financial conductor who organizes, recommends, and manages all their finances. Here's another one. You know how an architect designs a house? Well, I design investment strategies so my clients can live comfortably. You see, when you paint the perfect picture, it doesn't take very long before they understand that's what you do. The next way is called a rhetorical question. Using rhetorical questions in an elevator speech gets the listener to immediately think about what you're saying. It pulls them into the conversation to hear more. So let me give you some examples. Do you think that multimillionaires or billionaires manage their own investments? They don't. Well, 
I did the exact same thing for people that have 500,000 or more in investable assets. And I can do that with unique technology. Here's another one. Do you know how successful people don't always have time to manage their own wealth? Well, <laughs> I help them manage their investments so they can do the things that they love to do with their time. Here's another one. Do you know how you immediately go to a doctor when you realize that, that you're so sick that you probably need help? Well, I help families who feel that their investment strategies are unhealthy so they can live comfortable lives. You see, the rhetorical question isn't right for everyone, but if you find the right one for you, you'll make that connection. And the last one is called the problem solver analogy. In this technique, the elevator speech is designed to solve a common problem, but in a way that uses an analogy or a metaphor to get your point across. Here's an example. I'm like a translator. I translate the complex language of managing investments and insurance into layman's terms so that you know how to reach your financial goals. Here's another one. I'm kind of like a contractor, a general contractor, actually. I have a team of specialists that manage every aspect of your financial future, and I monitor the team to make sure that they're doing a good job. Here's another one. I'm kind of like a therapist. I help my retired clients by showing them how to take the stress and the worry out of their finances so they can enjoy their life. So what I'm doing with the problem solver analogy is simple, actually. It's just connecting something that you do to something that they understand. And when you find the right thing that you want to make that connection with, you can create your unique proposition statement to solve a problem that's unique for most of them. And here's what I mean. So in this case, if you're a retired client and they know what a therapist does, they get it. They want to get the worry and the stress out of their finances. And it's that simple. You just got to find the right problem to solve. Designing your elevator speech exercise. So I mentioned we covered three things in this podcast. First, understanding what makes a great elevator speech. So you know how to shine. Check. We did that. Second, the key to creating a great elevator speech. So you know how to create your own great elevator speech. <laughs> Check. We did that too. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about designing your elevator speech exercise. So do you have a tool to create your great elevator speech. You see, over the years, I've noticed that I can teach advisors, agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers how to create a great elevator speech, but they needed a tool to be able to do it effortlessly. And that's why I created a simple step-by-step -step exercise to do just that. It's what I call designing your elevator speech exercise. But before we jump into the exercise, let's recap the four steps to creating a great elevator speech in the first place. And here's how it works. Number one, the first thing you have to do is inform the listener of who you are and what your credentials are. Number two, you have to state your unique proposition statement. Number three, you have to create curiosity in the listener to ask questions. Otherwise, it'll fall flat. And number four, 
you have to give them the opportunity to ask additional questions and create a connection. To take the conversation from, so what do you do? To, I'd like to meet with you. What time works for you? And that can happen. So what I'm going to do now is walk you through the exercise, and it's actually three pages. It's what I'm looking at, and and I'll explain each page. And if this sounds like something that you want, just simply email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com, and I'll send it to you. And here's what it is. It's a three-page document, <laughs> exercise, I should say, that basically maps out exactly what to do. The first two pages breaks it all down, and the third page puts it all together. Here's what I mean. The first page has two of the four steps. Step one is the introduction. Super simple. You just fill in the blanks. I'm a blank, I'm a financial advisor, with blank. Or I'm Dan Finley, a financial advisor with 30 years of experience. Something like that. So it's, I am blank, a blank with blank. Now, here's the thing. Most people stop right there, and that does not make them unique. That's why they need to go to step two. Step two is the unique proposition statement. And what I'm looking at right now is a way to create your unique proposition statement. Here's what I mean. In this exercise, I've got several columns, four columns. The first column is the target market. In the example, it shows retirees. In the second column is the problem or a problem. So retirees. The example might be understanding the complexities of going into retirement and creating an income stream that doesn't run out of money. The third column, solutions or solution. Here's the solution. A well-thought-out plan that takes the complexity and worry out of managing Retirement money. And the fourth column, the unique proposition statement, which is really just put it all together. I specialize in helping retirees take the worry out of finding the right type of income without making the biggest mistake of their lives. Notice what I did at the very end. Without making the biggest mistake of their lives. And really what I did at the end was step three, which step three is create curiosity in the listener. You see... In the example that I just did, or the example we did a while ago, without making the biggest mistake of their lives, it really comes down to the reason I've done that is to get the listener to ask the obvious question, what's the biggest mistake of their lives? And this example turns the elevator speech into a conversation by creating curiosity. And this is what leads to a dialogue instead of just falling flat. So the next page is really all about step three, creating curiosity in the listener. And I've got a couple of questions in here. And all you do is you just fill in the answers, such as, do I know what I want the listener to be curious about? Another one is, why do I want them to be curious about that subject? And another one is, what will furthering the dialogue do for the relationship? See, when you know the answers to those questions, putting that unique proposition statement together is easy. And putting that curiosity question or statement is even easier. Also on that page is step four. Give the opportunity to ask additional questions and create a connection. So this is the final step. The final step in the whole elevator speech process 
if done properly, will move that conversation into a deeper dialogue, which will turn this into what I call a business card commitment, meaning, hey, do you, do you have a card? Let's get together and grab some lunch, that kind of thing. So I have an example in here of all of that, because if that person were to say, well, what is the great American retirement crisis anyway? <laughs> I could say, well, 80% of the people retiring in the next 15 years won't have the same amount of money that, and the standard of living that they do now. Hey, what are you doing to be in the 20% that will? Well, get this. That was my question to pull them into the conversation even more. So the last page of this exercise is putting it all together on one page. You've got intro, unique proposition statement, I specialize in blank, curiosity question or statement, and the key question to the listener. You see, when you fill in all of this, it won't take you very long to, to look forward to somebody asking you the inevitable question of, so what do you do? And you will know because you have a great elevator speech. Now, before we go, let me tell you one last story. It's a story about you. <laughs> it's the next time you go into a networking event, go on vacation, or step onto an elevator for that matter. And the story goes like this. You really have two choices. First, the story could go that you choose to disregard the information that you just listened to. You chalk it up to an interesting concept, and someday I'm going to create my own elevator speech. But then you step onto an elevator, and somebody says, so what do you do? And you don't really have a response except for, well, I'm a financial advisor at XYZ Firm. Or, second, you could use this podcast as a stepping stone for not only information, but for application and eventually transformation. And if so, your story would go like this. The next time you go to a networking event, go on vacation or step into an elevator, you strike up a conversation with someone. And they eventually turn that conversation to you. <laughs> and, and they ask the inevitable question. So, what do you do? And you do this. First, you smile because you know exactly what you're going to say. You can't wait to say it. <laughs> Second, you jump into your introduction to inform the listener of who you are and what your credentials are. So, you create credibility. The third step is you create your unique proposition statement. So, you create even more credibility. And the fourth step, you sprinkle in your curiosity statement like, I help my clients avoid the greatest mistake that financial mistake that they'll ever make in their lives which gets the listener to ask you a question like what's that and it created more curiosity and then <laughs> you give them the opportunity to ask additional questions which creates the connection you see when you do that you now have created a great elevator speech Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. 
And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. 